We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. This won't hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa, hear that? That's that smell. was not there yesterday. You don't have a second of it. It's totally my natural girl. color. That's supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was solid. Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. In last week's adventure, alien enthusiast Tassine joined us to talk about ways the humans might prepare for the most likely version of an alien encounter. During the show, Tassine shared lots of thoughts on what aliens, real and imaginary, might tell us about the nature of humanity, and also tried pretty hard to change Terrell's mind about the TV show, Doctor Who. We originally planned to tag these out takes to the end of the Alien Preparedness episode, but decided to release them separately instead. The sounds you are about to hear are some of the most interesting outtakes from that, deleted audio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, we don't we don't need to yeah, worry about those things as much as we need to like worry about how our attitudes are and how they influence other people and like it just basically I'm all for cooperation, you know. We're all working. We're all in this together. We're all on the same planet. We should all be we should all be working together. But mm-hmm. of course that's very difficult. <laughs> Well, maybe the aliens will come from the future, or maybe the people will come from the future, mm-hmm. like in Travelers, yeah. and they'll hold our hands and show us how to do it Possibly. right. But that's a different episode. <laughs> Time travel preparedness, I guess. So, anyway, I think that's probably a good place to leave it. We All talked right. about what the most realistic risks are, even if those risks are small, and the fact that there are at least a couple things you could do with scraps from your house Mm -hmm. just to try and stay alive short term until you can get to safety and I think probably my favorite part is the the piece you just said about how you know we think about something bigger than ourselves and maybe thinking about aliens helps us to do that it either makes you feel bigger or you know part of something or it makes you feel smaller, but yeah. either way, it's probably a healthy thing to be thinking about and trying to be constructive about. And so hopefully I won't get too many emails. Right. <laughs> I mean, the aliens could come and they could see, oh, you know, you don't want them to come and see, and you don't want them to come here. I mean, the higher order aliens, obviously. You don't want them to come here and see that we are not taking care of things, right? Because then they'd be like, you are not doing a good job. We're going to come in and do it yeah. for you. Yeah. That's a good you know, that's possible. What movie was that? I'm trying to think. I was just trying to think. I think I was thinking... The movie with Simon Pegg. I think I was thinking of... Uh, oh! The... Oh, what's uh, that called? Something at the end of the universe. No. World at the end? No. Oh, man. Gosh, I forgot this. 
I'll, future me will edit that in. Yes, It'll sound it seamless. It'll sound like I just said the name of the movie. Okay. And then you said, yeah, that movie. Yeah, but that, that movie. Was, that was exactly what happens, you know. <laughs> like, you all are not taking care of your planet. We're just going to... We're going to... We're going to put gonna, you aside. Mm-hmm. We'll it. just take care of it. Don't you worry. You can be a robot so that you'll do what we say, fall in line, so we can take but, care of your but planet. But again, in Arrival... What was amazing is they imparted a gift to humanity. Yeah. Because they knew it was in their best interest because in the future they would need humanity's help. Mm-hmm. I think that is amazing. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, that, that, that blows my mind. Because I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, apparently we're all self-interested here, even the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you can also consider that that film or that story was written from the human perspective. And mm. so how can, what might an alien encounter story look like from an alien perspective right. like what are the aliens alien are, movies are like, aliens altruistic stephen hawking says no <laughs> he says they're, <laughs> they're neil deGrasse human? neil deGrasse tyson says yes <laughs> because you cannot figure out how to travel across the galaxy at the speed of light mm. with a you know presumably infinite fuel source without overcoming things like self-interest mm, and interesting uh Stephen Hawking so, does not agree so so <laughs> so it's more of like a like I was thinking about like resources and how mm-hmm. much you dedicate that good, mm-hmm. good yeah oh yeah, yeah I could see that view um what about Stephen Hawking what does he say he thinks they're just gonna come That's and selfish. destroy us all you know it's, that's yeah. because again you're thinking about a chaotic universe mm-hmm. everyone's trying to survive here so duh mm-hmm but um, it might not be that way in other places. It might not be that way. We don't yeah. know. We know. We know there is. So here's an interesting thing I pose then. As humans, we see two sides. We see the survival, mm-hmm. the mechanistic, animalistic kind of, you know, let's get this done. Mm-hmm. And then you see the ones that go beyond. They mm-hmm. actually display. When we say humanity, when you use that phrase, mm-hmm. they actually display that. And like, you wonder that about aliens. Mm, if they have degrees of degrees yeah. of you know I think that would be interesting yeah I think Doctor Who addresses this <laughs> with all its I cannot, I cannot enjoy that show and I and I tried three seasons of it people kept saying it would get better and then, and then David Tennant he's just so over the top I couldn't take him you uh, should you should try like the current season then that's very mm. good he's a bit more mature so it's very nice okay is every episode a catastrophe like every episode is a major the Depends. end of the world you know until what? the last couple if minutes. If you don't like watching catastrophe oriented Doctor Who shows, that's fine. I can just tell you what to watch. Well, specific ones. The catastrophe is fine because it adds drama and mm-hmm. interest. But in this, with this, with that show, everything is a crisis. Every single episode is a crisis. Every single episode is the end of the world until the last few minutes where they figure it I out and then a, start all over again. Right. I mean, it's again. They just, they're, I think the perspective of the, whoever writes the show, right, of course, uh, the show writers always take the perspective of the universe is equally dangerous but equally beautiful. So okay. there are lots of themes of redemption in there. There are lots yeah. of themes of love, a lot of her- heroism, courage, desperation, desperation, unrequited love. Right. <laughs> so you have those elements, but then you also have the balance of like, oh gosh, but there are evil things in the universe. There are misunderstood things in the universe. There's time travel. There's geography. There is history, and yeah. you just you're exposed to all of it, and you're just having you have to like sit down and just wonder 
or think about what they're trying to communicate. And I, mm. I and that's what I enjoy most. I think about Doctor Who is just you sit down and they start they start telling the story, and yeah, you were in there for the drama, but I also very much love the ideas. Um, you know, uh, time paradox loops or whatever. You know what? Fair can, enough. Okay. Yeah, Th- those <laughs> things are interesting, right? Those yeah. thi- those things like really give meaning. It's just so uh, give meaning because it's it's telling us it's making us think about philosophical ideas mm-hmm. in a creative medium without mm-hmm. having to like you know. Uh, do much more and with the fun of monsters I think that was, mm. that was fun you, you, you create a monster and you kind of like give them features and mm. they're so different from like a James Bond villain which is the same thing every time you know it's just kind of like weird feature one eye is out of the you know lost one <laughs> eye stroking a cat or something yeah those, those are your um, what's the word I'm going to use pantomime mm. villains mm-hmm. but then like then you meet the Daleks in Doctor Who and then they're like these basically like the Nazis mm-hmm. but they're an alien race they want to wipe out everything is that know? the robot that's always saying exterminate yeah, exterminate those guys they're, they're scary when you actually think they don't look like much and they look ridiculous I can't stand them because they're like so one dimensional like, well, there's the thing. no depth there so you need to watch the episodes that give them depth and see how they operate and Function. If I there three the, seasons, and maybe you watched I the wrong season. I can't get seasons. my time back. I'm so sorry. You must have watched the wrong season. I can't get it season. back. It was the first three seasons, I will, and I gave up. Maybe you should just write up what you should watch. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, like when it was developed, like you know, like uh, of course, you know, some 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 episodes aren't as good as others. But then the ones that go deeper into like understanding what the you know these monsters are about and like what mm. their philosophy is and you were like oh my gosh this is quite amazing because mm. you know you might not like the Daleks but I love like the idea that they're like these Nazi robots you know out there who you know who have to condition themselves such that mm. they can kill anything it's amazing because <laughs> what degree of emotion do you have to remove from yourself to be able to do that and that's a good question that's answered in one of the episodes by the way um and same goes for like these other aliens that are called the cybermen which are amazing are those the robots with the headsets yes and they said delete delete yes <laughs> see those are they I were humans ones they were yeah. humans once humans that replaced parts mm-hmm. of themselves over time mm-hmm. to become this sophisticated thing Man. however <laughs> their how, bluetooth doesn't work that well <laughs> they have excellent bluetooth by the way but uh what's amazing about that is like you know the consequence of becoming this robot robotic feature is you completely lose emotion and you replace mm. it so you feel nothing and or you choose not to feel anything maybe they're always in pain yeah so these are good questions and i liked how they answer them so again i'm just maybe i'm just like talking over your head right now but i these are things i just appreciate because again we don't have we could not tell this story in a traditional mm. sense like you can't tell you know you know it's not goldilocks right you can't, yeah. <laughs> can't be like that but or zombies so, or zombies yeah right um there are zombie robots though um but of course there are <laughs> <laughs> so we so we can't tell those stories in the traditional this is why i like sci-fi because it explores all this 
all these ideas. So we get something like Ted Chang's Arrival or Story of Your Life, which is a short story, where he discusses the idea of language, but not just ordinary language, language for someone who experiences time as a nonlinear process. Oh, that just sounds so, disorienting. It sounds disorienting, but it's so fascinating. It's so, and the way he writes, I would go nuts. It's like he writes with laser precision. So you, yeah. So you kind of, he's writing it, and it takes the whole reading it all together that you were like, I understand everything you just said because you wrote it in such a way. My mind is wrapping itself around this concept that I that these beings that you know experience time. Mm-hmm. Out of the time of the channel of time. So if you think about time flowing, right, like a river does, mm-hmm. a river only flows in one direction. Right. So if you imagine time experience like that, mm-hmm. they're standing outside of that river and looking mm-hmm. at time, and they're mm-hmm. experiencing that. They can experience in one just standing where they are, what time, what 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 time it was when they were, you know, you know, uh, born, or what time where it was when they died. Everything at mm. once. Mm-hmm. They have access to it like that. Mm-hmm. Now imagine how they have to communicate to each other. You mm-hmm. need such a language, mm-hmm. and that is what the idea was: that this language had to be created, mm-hmm. or they 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 now use. Mm-hmm. That if you learn the language, you start becoming non. You can experience time as a non-linear thing. I think that is amazing. That, that just sounds that that blew my mind, because I was I just like you. He thought about. He didn't just think about the non-linearness of it. He thought about no. Let me take something fundamental, mm. like us humans. We need food and we need mm-hmm. language to communicate to each other. We mm-hmm. need you know connections. He takes a fundamental about a human thing, which is to take language and communication, mm-hmm. and he takes that and he mark like he expands on it. And it's so beautiful and so deep. Mm-hmm. And so, such an experience when you read it, and it's just like that's what I love about Arrival. That sounds better so. than Doctor Who. I will, <laughs> I will. Yes, ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> I can get behind that. Right. I, I loved Arrival, but I think I appreciated it for other things. When I when I see movies like those, the things that I appreciate are when, uh, well, I have to care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I can't tolerate characters because the writers just make them insufferable. But I have to care about the characters. And if it's a science movie, I need the science to make sense. Sense, like, yeah. I know there's some level of suspension of disbelief, but mm-hmm. it should at least be consistent within sort of the world that is created in the film. Yeah, and I so agree. That's I, why I really loved Arrival and The Martian. The Martian, yes. Yeah. That's another one. I think that was very well researched. Except in that instance, yeah. we were the invaders. Yes. So somebody somewhere is writing a film, like the Aliens film is yeah. the, the Earthling, I guess. Yeah. We would call it. Or they would call it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's I, I agree. Sci-fi should move towards being more realistic and honest. and Beyond this, you know the thing or the X from outer space. I don't know if you've watched mm-hmm. those. Oh my god. Yeah, that's you just dated yourself. <laughs> yeah, I I love those movies in its own like but I love them because I can mock them. It's not because mm. I think it's any more real like it's real or anything, obviously. Uh, but then that's what I appreciate with things like Arrival or The Martian is that you just have this we know what, what ideas exist, now we can expand it. Again, Doctor Who does that too. But Doctor Who <laughs> You know what? 
<laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> I'm just gonna like force it down, you know. Am I not? Yeah. We might um, need more than one sitting for me to go back to Doctor Who. Right. <laughs> Maybe possibly, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, this is this is what I enjoy talking about. So I really appreciate. I definitely picked the right person to do this episode. Okay, great. I'm so happy. Otherwise, I don't know. I was like, I was not sure about this. <laughs> Everybody says that. The incidents that are taking place now are similar to what happened. A brilliant astrophysicist uh, attempted to create superhuman beings with the purpose of having large asteroids that are feeding through our universe right now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how, or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42 Tower Beam Sunshine Strain. No, 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 I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?